This is Moneyline. This is Moneyline. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. You just talking. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Presented by MyBookie and Thrive Plus. MyBookie and Thrive Plus. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Lights, camera, action. Hello, world. Welcome into Moneyline, week 15, and it gets crucial. Your man, Jerry Bow in studio with none other than the statistician, Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? It's playoff time. You got some action going today or what? Maybe too much action. Once we get this thing cooking, we get it popping, people are going to love it. I know that you're struggling right now. You're nervous two hours until you try to get yourself into your fantasy Super Bowls. We are here to help you. We're here to to talk to you. We're here. For, it's like a counseling service for the next two hours. I know you're not. And, and, and especially with some of the things that went on last night, we'll get to those in just a second. A lot of people need uh, they need counseling. They, they need help. They, they they do. Texans got a W yesterday. wasn't pretty though, was it? Mm, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take the cover. That was a Christmas present. AJ Hoffman said it best last night. He said, "Hey, Texans, my backers, Merry Christmas, <laughs> Merry was. Christmas to you." But behind the glass, the DJ for the next two hours, rocking it every Sunday morning. Cam, wow, what's up, players? What's going Let's on, go. my man? Cam's rocking a fantasy football is real shirt right there. That is pretty sweet. Fantasy football is real. <laughs> it is, especially this time of year. Are you in any uh, semifinals this week? Uh, my dudes, I am. I'm actually in uh, in uh, two two leagues. I made the, the playoffs. I was a bye in one week last week, so this will be the first game in my ESPN league and then in another league. I'm in the semifinals. Looking pretty good because uh, I picked up Justin Jackson last minute. Ooh. Yeah. When I lost Eckler and Melvin Gordon, and he got 16 points, so that was pretty good. Yeah, he was a he's a little concerning part of the game, right? Like it took him a while to finally get that touchdown. And I know I was watching, and I had him in some leagues. I had him in some leagues. I wish I would have started him, but uh, yeah, he finally got going. How about Damian Williams? My lord, if anybody rolled with him this week, they have to be pretty happy about that. I didn't roll him with fantasy, but I rolled him in some uh, my bookie, and uh, my gosh, I got a little bit of uh, some money for betting on those touchdowns. Nice. Yeah, Damian Williams, Jerry and I were talking about this before the show. He was a tough call for me. I picked him up in a ton of leagues because, I, A, I wanted to get a, get a look at him, right? Because, you know, he may be somebody you start next week if you're in your Super Bowl. So I wanted to see what he looked like in the offense, see how much Andy Reid used him. So and I also didn't want anybody starting him against me just in case he blew up. So yeah. that that paid off. But man, I I didn't start him in, in some leagues. And I really wished I had, and I'll give you some reasons for that a little later in the segment. But man, he came through big time. So congratulations to you if you started Damian Williams this week. And before we even, it's weird whenever you have this Saturday slate because it feels like that game that we're talking about was last week, but that was yeah. Thursday. So let's talk about last week's fantasy cast i know that you're under the radar plays i mean i was driving home and your quarterback already had 48 rushing yards and a touchdown tell us about this big week you had josh man it it was huge josh allen had a big game which was really nice but for me probably my best call of the year my play of the week was amari cooper and uh he proceeded to have the best PPR week of any player of the entire season. What do you have over 200 yards and like three touchdowns something crazy so I, i was on that it was something that it, I thought it was a fairly obvious play, right? With all the Eagles cornerbacks being down and Amari, you know, being good, you know, ever since uh, he came to the Cowboys, it just made a lot of sense to me. I was like, he is going to torch the secondary. And, and he got a little lucky, too, with that ball that got batted in the air and then he caught it and ran it into the end zone. So, hey, let's be honest, guys. You, you do the best you can with fantasy football. You try and predict what's most likely to happen. But, a lot of it's luck, too. Let's be honest. There are some things that you can't see coming, and you get fortunate. But, man, Amari Cooper came up huge for me. You know, in our work league with Tubbs, 
I have him on my team, and that basically won me my week. I mean, wow. he put up 50 PPR points. My yeah, Lord. for sure. What it, about you, man? Did it, you did you have a, a fantasy cash, somebody for you this week? Well, as far as just even that game, and you say luck is attached to sure. even the fantasy world, let's talk about it as far as the gambling, because we had three and a half plus three and a half Eagles. We were hoping that the Dallas went up there, just kicked the field goal one by three. Everybody eats. Yep. Instead, you see that ball get tipped in. You see your, your ticket your dreams crash right in front of you and you go to the table again. That's what it's about. That's why they call it gambling, gambling, <laughs> wagering, risking. That's why when you go up there and it says you're risking to win, it's a risk. At the end of the day, you do it. Hopefully you have fun with it. And hopefully we put you in better spots, uh, in, in the optimal spot. We're not always going to win, but we try to put you in optimal spots. I had a little rough time with that one, but my man right here cashed, and that's what it's about. We, uh, we're the perfect family here. He gives you these under-the-radar plays. I give you these, these, these gambling plays, and between between the two of us, we come up money. Man, especially last week. That was a big one. I, I The last few weeks, I, I've been pretty good with my picks. I, hopefully, I'll get it right for you guys this week. We shall see. I, I obviously, go to Sports Map. Check out Jerry and I's content. We have gambling plays for you for this week. We have our fantasy plays. Go check that out. We know it's a big week for everybody. We hope you're still in the playoffs. If not, you're doing some daily. And, and if you're not doing that, that's what Jerry's here for. He's going to give you some gambling plays this week, get you in the right spot. And, yeah, you missed on one last week, Jerry, but you guess what? There's always another game, right? Yeah, and the, the people that are knocked out of their playoffs right now, and they usually listen to this show, and they're thinking – you're listening to sour face right now. You got a bitter beer face right now. Like, man, I just, I wish it's, but that's what DFS is here for. Yeah. Your week starts now. Your season starts now. Your buy-in that you lost from, from the whole season long, you can make it all back today. And that's what it's about. We're going to put you in some spots. We have Josh ADHD joining us again, 713-780-3776. Or you can reach us on Twitter at Moneyline975. Get in all your questions. We'll have them on the third segment. Line those questions up because... It's a crucial week. Any any and all decisions made here going forward is what's going to dictate if you're getting that money. It's cool playing for that third place game next week to get that <laughs> money back, but it's good knowing that you're going to profit some money. So let's get going. How about George here, Kittle, Kittle? Ooh, here, Kittle, Kittle, Kittle. What, 200 yards? My God. I played against him. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I felt the change right there in emotion. Like, ooh. ooh. <laughs> yeah, I mean – my mic turned off. It just, ooh. And what, you know what's nice having a bye, but what's not nice when you have a bye is when George Kittle goes for 200 yards and it doesn't even count. That's that that's rough. So that happened to me last week. You know, I was excited to have the bye, but you know he's not going to do that two weeks in a row. Like, you probably missed your window. And he's got a tough matchup against Seattle this week. I think he'll still be okay, but I don't think he's doing what he did last week. What a revelation he's been at tight end this year, right? Like, Gronk's not the number one dude anymore. It's about Kelsey. It's about Ertz. It's about Kittle. I know Gronk finally bounced back with a good game, but uh, it feels like a changing of the guard at tight end, doesn't it? A little bit. We've got some new faces. It's ridiculous. It's it's That's without Jimmy G. So what happens yeah. with Jimmy G, it's, I don't know. Now, we talk about Cam went up against Kittle. Last week, we had a, a smack talker. Yeah. And uh, he ended up writing me the on, on a message and said, man, the week I end up going out there and I smack talk. I'm trying to pull up the message as we're going right now, though. But <laughs> he went Nick up last week. Right? Yeah, he went up against every hard hitter last <laughs> week. I'm talking about I don't know how much points his, his opponent threw up, but uh, he went out swinging. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's have a moment of silence for Nick. Sorry, Nick. All right. We're back. There's your moment. And um <laughs> The injury expert of the world. I'm telling you, ever since he got on this show, he's been traveling. I don't know where he's next. Maybe he's going to do his next show from Jamaica. Andrew, what's going on? Breaking news. News flash. What's up, guys? I'm not actually Jamaica, just Fernandina Beach, uh, Florida, about 40 minutes or so northeast of Jacksonville. Nice. Thankfully, I'm not going to see the, the trash heap that is the Jaguars play. But uh, outside of that, things are going well. How you guys doing? <laughs> We're doing good, bud. Make sure uh, you uh, tell Leonard Fournette he's disappointed me this year if, if you do run into him. so I don't I'll, I'll, make, I'll make sure to drop a letter by his locker. <laughs> Appreciate that, Andrew. Andrew, this is a big week for injuries. There's like I know top of my list, I, I want to know about T.Y. Hilton. Um, I don't know, man. I, I guess start the rundown. What are we looking at this week? All right, so starting off at quarterback, uh, Matt Stafford, questionable, but he's going to play. 
I don't think anyone that's still playing in their league is probably Matt Stafford. But um, for anybody who, for the one percent of y'all that's in that scenario, he's questionable, but he's probably going to play. Moving over to running back, Carryon Johnson's out. Uh, David Johnson is active. He didn't practice on Wednesday, but he was a full practice by Friday, so he's going to be good to go. LaShawn McCoy, we got the news across the desk earlier this, earlier today. He's going to be out. Uh, moving over to wide receiver, Deshaun Jackson is out. He's had that thumb injury for the past few weeks now. Uh, he's he's just been MIA. Odell Beckham is still out with the quad injury. Bruce Ellington is out with the hamstring injury. Julio, he basically didn't practice until Friday, but he's active. He's going to be good to go. Uh, Randall Cobb is active as well. He returned to action last week, and he hasn't had any setbacks this week, so he should be good to go. Moving over at tight end, Jordan Reed is out, and Austin Hooper is active. And I know you were asking about T.Y. Hilton. There's still not enough news on him yet. He's going to be a legitimate game-time decision, Josh. But thankfully, it's an early game, so there's plenty of time to switch stuff around if you need to. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that's a big one with T.Y. He didn't practice all week. So, yeah. you know, that's – Man, I hope he goes, obviously. He, he's going to impact a lot of fantasy uh, teams this year, big time. And also Absolutely. the spread, too, because, I mean, I'm, that's – Yeah. I, I don't want to spoil things right now, but he's a big part to do with that spread, that line. And what if he doesn't go the whole game? It's just – I'm getting scared now. That's what we got Andrew here for, to make me nervous going up to <laughs> – leading up to halftime or to, to kickoff. But uh, hopefully the next time we hear from you, we have some more news uh, leading us up to kickoff and things that will confirm whether I'm going to have him in or out. Yep. We'll have Andrew back a little later in the show. Anything else, Andrew, before we let you go? Uh, um, nothing else on the on the docket right now. I'll be back at the top of the next hour with all the uh, latest news and for the late games as well. All right. Thanks, bud. We'll catch up with you a little later. All right. See you guys in a bit. All right. So there you have it. Well, that's disappointing on some ends for uh, the T.Y. Hilton owners. If you want to take the risk, I don't know. It just sucks getting this late. Whenever you get this late in the year, you've put all your eggs in one basket on a player. You, How can you take a certain guy out? And then something happened last night. And, and I know a lot of people listening right now, especially being in this city, are feeling the pain that's about to – just go ahead. All right, guys. Uh, Lamar Miller hates me and hates my fantasy team. I'm just going to come out and say it. He hates me today. He hates me yesterday. I, uh, you know, I, I had Damian Williams as an option. Uh, yeah, I, I could have played him. Uh, Justin Jackson, I could have played him too. Yeah, uh, you know, my concern was, I'm like, well, I don't really know how much of the workload these guys are going to get. There's other backup running backs that are going to get some touches. And at the end of the day, Damian Williams only got 10 carries. But you know what he did get that's most important? 30 fantasy points. Ooh. You know what Lamar Miller got me? I, I think you do. He got me a rolled up ankle on the first drive of the game. Epic and then, fail. yeah, epic fail for the rest of the game. That is what I get. I think my new rule is don't ever trust a Houston Texans player unless his name is DeAndre Hopkins. I, I think that is my new rule for fantasy, Jerry. That's it. If it's not D-Hop, I don't care. I'm not even trusting Deshaun Watson. If you are a Houston Texan, you are dead to me. Oh, wait, unless you're a place kicker. Uh, what Fairbairn get? Like 22 fantasy points yesterday? My Lord. And I actually had him in our work league. So I didn't hate that. But what I did hate was Lamar Miller. You killed me, Lamar. He even came back on the field. He gave me hope, Jerry. He's like, oh, he's back out there. He's okay. No, he's just going to stand there and pass protect a couple plays and then uh, go to the bench for the rest of the game. So he gave me a little bit of hope. He's back on the field. No, he's done. Lamar Miller hates me. He hates my fantasy team. He gave me confidence like throughout the year. Like, hey, he's getting like 100 yards every single game. He's been fantastic the whole year. But no, he killed me. So now I'm playing Blue October music while I write breakup poetry about my uh, fantasy team. So thanks a lot there, Lamar Miller. You killed me. Now I'm going to need Aaron Rodgers against the Bears to somehow pull out a miracle for me. So uh, so that's it. You hate me today, Lamar. Why do you hate me? That's all I have. You're listening to Moneyline. We'll be right back. Hate me Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975.
Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. 713-780-3776. 713-780-ESPN. Give us a call. We're here to help you get to your fantasy Super Bowl or to put some money in your pocket. If you don't want to call at Money Nine Ninety Seven Five is where you can reach us on Twitter. Josh Jordan, Clutch City Cam, your boy and Jay Bo. Let's jump into some Texans. Let's do it. So big win yesterday, right? And is it just me or after they got that that big sack there at the beginning of the game? You know, on the first drive for the Jets, they got that big sack, and to me, I thought it was going to be like a runaway game. I thought it might be like. 30 to 10 or something like that, right? Like, it just felt like, oh, Texans have all the momentum. And it didn't play out like that, though, did it? The Jets got back in it. Once again, I, all over Twitter, I saw Bill O'Brien play calling. Uh, people just going <laughs> off on Billy O on the play calling. Uh, a lot of runs on first down. We've seen a lot of that with this offense, right? And uh, But, hey, DeAndre Hopkins saved the day. J.J. Watt came up big. Uh, what about that final touchdown catch by DeAndre Hopkins? Wasn't that unbelievable? I mean, sick. And they say that he had already injured himself on a previous play, and to make that happen, it's just yeah. He's just on another level. He's unstoppable. I uh, I, I was writing him, like I said, my night would have been great without the Lamar Miller and my DFS lineup. Yep, but at the end too. of the day, we had the Texans. It was a gift to get the Texans to cover that line. If you hit it there, we had the Texans total. We had. Texans halftime. We we had Texans everything, so we can't complain. No, and I, I saw you firing off the tweets for the, the second half plays, and I, I questioned you for a second because I was like, I don't know, Jerry. They don't look very good, <laughs> but don't question Jerry Bow. He knows what he's doing, guys. It, it, it took it took that Hopkins at the end of the game, though, right? Yeah. To, to kind of to pull you out, and what a catch by him! And he is unbelievable. And they kind of did the Byron Leftwich thing with him. Did you see that yeah. at the end where they're carrying him off the field? That was fantastic. So th- that was fun to watch, guys. Like I know everybody's going to use this as a, see, the Texans aren't that good. And, you know, when they face a good team, they're not going to play well and they're going to lose in the play. Guys, they're winning. They are winning the games. I know it may not be pretty, but they are winning. That is all that matters. And, yeah, I'm a little worried, too, if they have to face a Phil Rivers or a Tom Brady. Look, the secondary is a problem. Let's be honest. So It really is. But they're winning right now. So let's be happy about that. We'll worry about it when they actually go to the playoffs. But for now, they're winning games. They've already won 10 games this year. Did you think that was going to be the case when they were 0-3? Hell no. No, they hit that season total, yeah. the preseason total. If you bet them before the season, you you catch those tickets. Like Something you do need to be worried about, though, is keeping your eye on this Dallas-Indianapolis game. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on this? You know, I, I'm with you. We, you know, for the listeners, we do a little contest here where we all we all pick a game each week. We pitch, we pick a college game, we pick a pro game, and I really considered the Colts this week for my play. I just, you know, the Colts they, they beat the Texans. We know the Texans beat the Cowboys this week. The Colts have the Cowboys. I think we're really going to kind of. I think it's a good litmus test, but I think the Colts are the better team. They're at home. But I'm kind of with you, Jerry. Without T.Y. Hilton, I'm concerned if he doesn't go, and I think he's going to go. But if he doesn't go, that's a problem because they're going to take away Eric Ebron. I mean, who else do you really have to worry about if T.Y. is not on the field? So I think that's a that's a big issue if you took the Colts in this game. If T.Y. doesn't go, he's he's an incredible player. If you caught the Texans game last week, he reminded you of that, about 200 yards receiving. I, I'm going to be really interested to see what Andrew says, if he's going to be active or inactive. Because he didn't practice at all this week. Even James Conner, who's not going to play, at least he got in a limited practice on Friday. T.Y. didn't even get on the field. Like That's a concern, man. But tell the people, tell them why you like the Colts this week. What, what do you like about this play, Jerry? The matchup. I think what the Colts can do is 
I guess maybe keep Dallas at bay from uh, uh, rushing them. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, they went weeks without allowing them to have a sack or to luck to get sacked. He he stays off his back in his career, 16, 10, and 2 against the spread whenever getting less than 50% bets. The public right now is on Dallas. That's a good sign if you're looking at luck. 7, 3, and 1 against the spread at home whenever he doesn't get the, the public money when it's under 50%. I, I know that his defense is stout, 18.9. Uh, uh, the Cowboy defense is stout, 18.9 points per game. They're second in the league. Luck tears up defenses that are number uh, that, that allow less than 20 points. 14 and 4 against the spread, 77% when he faces a defense that allows less than 20 points per game. That just goes to tell you he's matchup proof. At home, I mean, what else do you want? Uh, four of his last five games with multiple touchdowns, 11 of 13 starts this year doing that, over nine yards per attempt. I mean, what do you, what, what else do you want from him? I'll take that. In a game that Dallas is coming off a real emotional high of last week. Yep. They, they're they coming off a super – and then next week, what do they have? They get Tampa at home. They can easily win it then. Not to say that they're going to lay it off because whenever you have a team that, that started off a little slow and then they're catching – fire at the right time Dallas is getting hot at the right time so I do think that ultimately they win this division they do everything they need to do but I don't believe it happens this week especially with the Colts seeing what happened last night with the Texans they uh they gotta win you know what I mean so let's let's go ahead and take Colts minus three okay uh here's something that I kind of noticed that you know the Colts pretty much shut down the Texans running game last week and you kind of hit on that a little bit but I say that to say this do you think they're going to have the same success against Zeke Elliott this week? Do you think they'll be able to hold him in check a little better than most teams? Because they were they were great against the Texans last week against the run, the Colts. Do you think the Colts can hold Zeke down a little bit this week, or do you think it's a typical Zeke kind of game? Zeke's going to get his now. I don't think he'll he, – the, the game script, hopefully that Indianapolis needs to take the script out of their hands to where Dak needs to throw. Because at the end of the day, we can think last week about everything that happened with Cooper and stuff, but the reason that the Cowboys even were, were had a chance to lose that game is because Dak was making mistakes. He was overthrowing people. He held the ball too long in the pocket, fumbled it. He allowed the Eagles back into that game, and that's what's going to kill them in certain, in certain spots. Whenever you play someone like Luck at home on that field is just and that's what's crazy about ty because one of the 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 matchups that i liked was ty versus byron even though byron jones has been stopping people but he's a big guy and he gives big guys trouble he stopped he, he shuts down these big type receivers but whenever he has a speedy guy it makes it tough for him and i thought that they were going to use the short pass game make him move around make him run around and if he's not at 100 percent, then that's that's something to keep your eye on so with with Byron Jones, what I thought was interesting, I was listening to, to Greg Cosell earlier today, so I'll give him full credit. He said last week what they did is they put Byron Jones on Zach Ertz on third downs wow. the, the entire game last week. Um, so he was saying he might see them doing that with Eric Ebron this week. So maybe on third downs they put Jones on Ebron, especially if you know T.Y. doesn't go, then you're not worried about him. But I think T.Y.'s going to play. But either way, he thought Byron Jones, like you said, might have a little trouble with the shiftier receiver like T.Y. Hilton. So maybe they put him on Ebron. What does Ebron have, like 12 touchdowns this yeah, year? Like sick. Yeah, That's he's, sick. I mean, he's kind of their biggest, you know, touchdown maker, their biggest playmaker. So uh, I guess the whole point of this is you're starting Eric Ebron in your, you know, your, your year-long fantasy leagues, but maybe in daily it might be a good week to get away from him because if he's going to see Byron Jones on third downs, you know he may not have that great a game. So that's something to keep in mind. And on the other side of the ball, you got Amari Cooper getting a quarter of the targets over there, 8.8 targets per game, leading all the receivers by at least uh, almost three targets more than any other receiver on the league uh, in the, on that team. The Colts' defense subpar versus the pass game, 18th in DVOA. They don't really create that much pressure, 21th, uh, 21st in adjusted sack rate. If that gets time, if that play action gets going, it's going to be trouble, and it's scary. Don't get me wrong. I placed this bet earlier. If I would have got it real early, I could have got it at two and a half. I, I waited a little bit, got it at three. I'm hoping that T.Y. just took the time off to, to be extra precautionary, but and he'll be all right. But when these injuries come, what's to say he even finishes the game? That's that's what's scary, right, for fantasy especially. You don't want a Lamar Miller situation on your hands where the guy goes out there for two series and, and then he doesn't play anymore. So I mean that that's something to worry about with TY but if he's if he's active I think you just have to roll the dice and go with it 
to your Amari Cooper point, I'm a little worried about him this week. In fact, I had him as my play of the week last week, which obviously worked out. I'm kind of fading him this week, Jerry, and here's why. Look what the Colts did to Hopkins last week. They doubled him, and he didn't do much at all. They were all over him, and why wouldn't the Colts use the same game plan against Amari Cooper? I mean, I know Gallup is a he's a talented dude and everything, and Beasley's okay, but they're not going to scare you. But I think they're going to try and take away Amari Cooper like they did Hopkins. If they're not, then I have to question what the hell they're doing because it worked. So taking away Cooper as much as you can, then like you mentioned, Indianapolis has a good defense. They're ranked fifth by football outsiders in DVOA, sixth in yards per rush, and in stuff rate, they're third. So they can stop a team that rushes – the most, the, the fourth highest rate on first down, 36% of the time Dallas runs the ball. If they can stop them on that first run, get, get that second and long, make them have to gamble, start gambling early in these drives. I like the Colts. I see Dak making a couple of mistakes. I see the Colts getting out of there with a win. I'm kind of with you, Jerry. I just, it's been too good for the Cowboys. Like all good things come to an end. I, I think their winning streak is going to come to an end. Unfortunately, obviously for the Texans, we'd love to see the Colts go down. That that would help Texans fans for sure. But yeah, I, I think I think it's over for Dallas. I think they're going to lose this week. I'm curious what Josh ADHD has to say about the Ty Hilton. Do you fade yeah. him? Do you play him in these big tournaments? Are people going to be laying off? Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. Get your questions ready. Josh ADHD, next segment, fire off all your fantasy uh, stardom, sit them questions. Anything you have for us, it's Moneyline ESPN 97.5. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline 97.5. This is Money Live on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Thrive Plus. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776. Let's blow this thing up. The sound of that music, the man of the hour, the man of week 15. What up, Josh? That was what's going on. Y'all ready for some week 15 football? Oh, you know it. it it's here. The semis are here. I had some bye weeks in some some leagues, so I'm excited to have some real action going this week. And obviously, we're doing we're doing the daily. I'm a degenerate. I was doing Saturday daily fantasy yesterday. Uh, Lamar Miller killed me. Uh, how did your daily go on Saturday yesterday, uh, Josh? I went pretty good. I had a lot of exposure to New Copkins and had a lot of exposure to Eli McGuire. So things worked out pretty well yesterday on the two games plate. Nice. I saw you uh, pouring up some good beer, though. Also, I hope you used that Thrive Plus, man. You're always drinking good beer. That's what we were talking about before this. What exactly were you sipping on? Uh, so yesterday, God, what was I having yesterday? Oh, I, I went down to a local brewery called Eleven Below and had some of their uh, one of their IPAs. They don't sell in stores called Trade Bait. It's really good. They're having a good time over there. Wow. You know, I actually, I live out in that area, and I go to 11 Below from time to time. And, man, I love I love their hipster sauce. And I hate to turn this into an 11 Below commercial, but uh, they have some really great beer, really cool brewery. So that's cool. So I guess, you obviously, you were in town. I've had the trade bait before myself. Um, that's pretty interesting. I, usually, I don't, you know, I live way out in the northwest side of town. So usually, uh, people aren't in my neck of the woods. But anyway, let's get into some fantasy stuff. First off the top, let's talk about T.Y. Hilton. What's yeah. your thoughts about him going forward today? Is he someone you have in your daily lineups? How do you feel about him as far as uh, season long? What do you do with T.Y. today? Yeah, I mean, if they announce that he's good to go, and it's, from everything I've seen, he's going to play. I think you have to play him. The dailies, I think he's a great tournament play. I'm not sure I'd use him in cash. I have some concerns that this Dallas-Indianapolis game could go way under the total that Vegas is projecting right now. So it's... um I think he's kind of a tournament play only, but if I have him in the seasonal roster, I'm definitely playing him this week. You can't turn a guy down uh, like T.Y. Hilton at this point in the season. 
Exactly. It's no time to get cute. It's no time to to start making up plans that didn't work. Whatever got you there is what you got to go to. So let's go over to the HRMP listener line. Casino Joe, you're on Moneyline. What's going on? Yeah, I'm about uh, 10 points behind on the projection to win uh, for the playoffs this week. So I need the higher ceiling with uh, Brady or Russell Wilson. I think Brady's probably your ceiling guy this week. I I do think Russell Wilson has a decent ceiling. The only concern is that they still run the ball a ton. I think they're going to have a really, really positive game script against San Francisco and won't need to throw all that much uh, more than they normally would. So with all things considered, I think I'd go with Brady. Yeah, I think Brady's going to have a nice game this week as well. While we're on top-tier quarterbacks, one top-tier quarterback, at least not fantasy-wise this year, but in general, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's got a really tough matchup this week against the Bears. A lot of people are probably, you know, wondering what they should do with him this week. Should they pick up, you know, Lamar Jackson or, or Josh Allen and start him over Aaron Rodgers? It's the semifinals. What do you think, Josh? What would you do with Aaron Rodgers if, if he was on your team? Would you start him? Yeah, I, I think I absolutely have to start him. I saw some positive signs from them last week with regards to how they ran offense. Uh, especially in the second half when they really committed to Aaron Jones again. I think they're probably going to follow through with that again this week. And I, it's just at this point, if Lamar Jackson's sitting on your waiver wires, I'm, I might go grab him, but I probably won't start him over, over Rodgers. Josh Allen, definitely not. I think he's in a bad spot this week against Detroit, who really limits the ability of the quarterback to run. And that's been his bread and butter, the only way he's scored points over the past few weeks. So I think given all those considerations, you got to go with Rodgers. There you go. And I'm one of those guys that has that uh, that predicament myself. I have Rodgers in one of my big money leagues. What about uh, in that same game, it, it looks like the corner uh, for the Bears, their slot corner's down, one of their best players. He's out for the year. Do you think Randall Cobb maybe is a, is a dart throw, maybe somebody really cheap and daily? Is he worth using this week? Probably not. Not in my opinion. I mean, just he, he's been at some good spots this year and has not performed, so... I think if you're going to use him, you're you're really, really playing a low-probability play with a lot of risk involved. I think if I were going to use a play uh, from Green Bay that, that might play some slot time, I think I'd probably look at you know Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, if he's good to go. I haven't seen anything about him being out. Uh, I think I'd go that way instead of with Randall Cobb. 713-780-3776. We got Josh ADHD on from Fantasy Insiders, Roto Grinders. He's on here trying to help you get to your fantasy Super Bowl. What you got, Cam? Josh, this is the type of the season where obviously backups come into factor with, you know, starters being hurt or starters being rested. Jalen Samuels went off for 15 points last week, mostly through the receiving game. Granted, that was against Oakland. Now he's going up against the Pats. What are your thoughts on him again this week? Um, yeah, I, I think he's probably okay this week. I haven't seen any indications in the numbers I've looked at that he's going to be a bad play. So I, I don't think I have any problem sticking with him again this week. That's a big one. I'm, I'm going to have to roll with him this week. How about at the tight end position? We saw George here, Kittle, Kittle go <laughs> off last week for, for, I mean, putting up big points. Maybe a reason that you're here and you're alive in season long and you got to the semifinals. What do you think about him, Ebron, and Gronk? I see them two, uh, three as the highest rated guys on Roto Grinders. Everyone that's wondering where I get all my info, that's where I get all my premium stuff. Make sure you check out what Josh and them got going on over there. What's your thought on tight end as a whole? Uh, you know, tight end's kind of ugly this week, in my opinion. It's just that there's nothing really that feels comfortable. Uh, I think probably the most comfortable play I see out of everybody on the board is going to be Austin Hooper, uh, just because it, I, we have a pretty good feeling that Patrick Peterson is going to try to take Julio away from Atlanta, and uh, that kind of leaves uh, really a, two, a few options for Atlanta, in my opinion. Not not enough from for you to say, well, it's going to be Sanu or it's going to be uh, Calvin Ridley. I think Hooper's probably going to have a pretty decent game today. He's mid-priced, so I think he's worth a look. Uh, You might also look at Evan Ingram, who's slightly lower priced than Hooper, as a potential play with uh, Odell Beckham Jr. being out for the Giants. But for the top three guys, I like Kittle the most. I think Eric Ebron is going to be a little bit of a danger play today. I have a feeling that Dallas may try to put um, Leighton Vander Esch on him. And, and run some, somewhat of the same game plan they ran against Philly last week. You know, they, they pretty much canceled out Zach Ertz uh, in that game with Philly and Dallas last week. I think they could run kind of the same scheme this week, Ebron, and render him relatively useless. So I, I, I think if you own him, you play him, but you have to be prepared for him to put up a low score this week. If we're sticking on tight ends, what, Kyle Rudolph has basically just ghosted the last five or six weeks. You know, only two points last week. What are your What are your thoughts on Kyle Rudolph? Is he even a, worth a play anymore? 
I, you know, Rudolph's kind of a guy, if you play him, you have to get a touchdown out of him. They just, they don't seem to throw him the ball that much. It's really concentrated between, uh, you know, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, and Dalvin Cook, now that Dalvin Cook's back full-time. I don't see that changing this week. Miami's bad against the tight end. That's the only thing. It's like, Miami's so bad against the tight end that maybe this is the week that Kyle Rudolph has that puncher's chance of getting a touchdown more so than, than more we, uh, other weeks. But uh, it's, just, it's really hard to play that guy uh, just because of the, the low probability of getting a usable score out of him. 713-780-3776. Better get a, hurry up and get on the HRMP listener line. We have Josh ADHD on. Let's go over to the line right now. Michael, you're on money line. What's going on? Uh, so, hey, I've got – I play in a league where uh, you can start two quarterbacks. And so for my second option, I can go with either Mariota, Tannehill, or I could pick up Cody Kessler. What's your thoughts on that? I think I would probably look at Kessler this week out of those three. I, the Tannehill, I think Tannehill's going to be under siege most of the day. He's probably checking it down quite a bit. And, and Miami runs a slow-paced offense as it is, so there's not a lot of opportunity even if they get behind, I just don't think they pick up the pace enough. And then, yeah, so and Mariota, my concern about Mariota is there, there is going to be some wind in New York today. They, they're talking about breezes, you know, with a 15-mile-an-hour rate. That's kind of a danger zone for me. Anything really over 10, I pay attention to, especially with offenses that tend to be lower volume like Tennessee's, uh, where they may – they really kind of probably need more factors in their favor to use a quarterback like Mariota. So I think all things considered, I would run with Kessler. There you have it. Uh, let's stay with that same game, Josh. Derrick Henry, my Lord, what he did last week. What are you expecting from him in his performance this week? Do you think it'll be anything close to the monster game he had last week? Oh, man, I, I don't know if you could ever expect anybody to roll out a game like that, except maybe Saquon Barkley at this point. But I, I think Derrick Henry has a good chance of, of putting up a good number this week. Now, when I say a good number for Derrick Henry, I'm talking like you know 12 to 15 points. Like, you know, can he get to 60, 80 yards and a touchdown? I think that's highly likely. I think that's a really good probability. So I don't have any problem using Derrick Henry this week. Likewise, I don't have any problem using Deion Lewis this week. The Giants have had a really bad rush defense ever since they traded away Snacks Harrison. And I think that this game is going to be kind of an ugly, grinded-out game. I don't think there's going to be a ton of passing. You know, it's going to just be passing in spurts. And I, that kind of suits what Tennessee wants to do, just kind of grind the team down and use their run game to, to salt it away. So I, I like Henry this week, and I don't mind Lewis as a tournament play. All right, we got a question from uh, our guy Brazilian Hector. Michael Gallup or Ever, Evan Ingram in the flex? I would use Michael Gallup today. I think Gallup... It's in a really good spot with Dallas right now. He's seeing a lot of pass volume. Uh, it's, it's been pretty well known this week that he's actually seen more air yards in the Dallas offense than Amari Cooper has. It's just Gallup hasn't been connecting on these passes. So that's going to change going forward. It's not always going to be, you know, Dak Prescott missing Michael Gallup on these wide-open plays down the field. It's going to hit at some point. I think this is a really good week to take a shot on it. I would definitely go with Gallup over Ingram. Yeah, I've seen you mention him all week long. I saw I saw you were putting up those graphs and displays of of his uh, a dot and all those type of things, and I'm going to slide him in there. Uh, don't 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 follow us. That's a sneaky play, <laughs> but yeah, no, I love it. Let's go to the HRMP listener line. Mike, you're on money line. What's up? What up, fellas? Hey, I got a flex question for PPR. You going to uh, Corey Davis or Golden State? Appreciate it, guys. I think I would probably go with Golden Tate this week. You know, even with Nick Foles starting, I don't have a problem running Tate. I think that the, um, the Rams passing defense is going to be, you know, porous enough where Tate can get, you know, let's say six or seven catches for 80 yards or so. And you'll take that, man. That's, that's a really good floor for a player. And I don't have any problem using him this week. There you have it. And just a quick one to your point about Gallup, Josh. Do you think – a couple of weeks ago, the Colts kind of took away Hopkins, and Jerry and I were talking about that in the previous segment. Do you think you know they might take away Amari Cooper in the same kind of way this week? Uh, I think they may try to do that. The, the only problem I would see between the two offenses is that with Gallup now, that Dallas has a little more of a secondary passing threat than Houston. Now, you know, obviously, Houston has Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas still learned the offense. You know, he's he's still kind of a secondary tertiary piece. And then same thing with Kiki QT, you know, his health, if he's playing, he's not. So I think that the Indianapolis may struggle to focus all their firepower on Amari Cooper because Gallup will make them pay. And, uh, you know, Dallas still has Cole Beasley, who's kind of like that Kiki QT type player who can get underneath and really cause some damage. So I just, I don't know if the same game plan is going to work. I don't know if they'll try it. I'd, I'd say if they do try it, I think that Dallas will probably make them pay. 
Well, there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us, Josh. Good luck this week. Uh, tell everybody where they can find your work. Yeah, you can find my work over at fantasyinsiders.com. That's where all of my apps are housed. I have the player usage and premium usage apps as well as the Air Yards app over there. And you can find my podcast on Wednesday mornings over at rotogrinders.com in the premium podcast section. It's called Aggression to the Mean. And we uh, focus on, you know, numbers, NFL analytics on the podcast and, and try to look at things from a little bit deeper perspective from a, from a data standpoint. It's a lot of fun. So, anyway, fellas, let's go make some money this week, huh? Let's go have some good lineups and, and, and make it work, huh? And a lot of you guys listening, um, I'm telling you right now, even as the season's coming to an end and, in season long wise, you can use this for the daily. All these tools, I got them pulled up as I'm talking to you right now. Use these, get accustomed to them, start listening to them. Go over there and check these guys. I'm telling you, it's changed my perspective on DFS. It's helped me. You see me post these big uh, contests that I play on Twitter. That's with the help of all these guys. That's how I've been catching. Make sure that you check my guy, Josh ADHD out. He's one of the most underrated people in this game, and I'm so glad that he's part of the Moneyline fam. Thanks, dude. And go out there and kill it, man. Thanks, Josh. We'll catch up with you next week, my man. Hopefully, uh, we'll be talking Super Bowl. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. You guys have a good week. Let's go make some money. All right. Thanks, man. That segment was presented by Thrive Plus. And, Jerry, I want to tell you a little something about, about Thrive Plus. I decided to uh, to test it last night, like, to, <laughs> to the max. Like, I, I want to see what you got, Thrive Plus, because – I'm, I'm going to see how effective this stuff is when I really get my drinking did on. Did you get and you, Liddy last oh, night, Josh? I, I did a little bit. Cam. You wouldn't be able to tell, though, right? He comes in like a... <laughs> no. He's going like that. He's, he's baptizing my son after the show. He's ready. <laughs> he left what, church already. Yeah, I, I did. I, I would... I went all the way out. I'm like, let's get us, let's see how you do with whiskey, vodka, and a ton of beer. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that's what I did. And you Ooh. know what? I feel fantastic today. Thrive Plus, it works. I am here to tell you guys it works. And, you know, once you hit the age of 30, like even a little bit of alcohol can make you not quite feeling your best the next day. But, guys, not with Thrive Plus. Thrive Plus works. It's a vitamin you take whenever you drink alcohol. And you just take three capsules after you drink and right before you go to bed. And, and that's it. The hardest thing about Thrive is remembering to take your three capsules before you go to bed i'm telling you guys it works it's designed to reduce alcohol's negative effects by giving your liver what it needs to process that alcohol and the toxic byproducts but don't just take my word for it the product was recently shown on shark tank the founder's an ivy league graduate and they have five phds on their team and guys if you don't feel at least 50 percent better after taking thrive the next day they're going to give you your money back so whether you have one drink or five or or you want to test thrive and put him to the limit like i did last night it doesn't matter just take those three capsules before you go to bed it's that simple they're a houston-based company and if you order before uh, 4 p.m you'll get it the next day wow. so if you're planning like a big night you know you're gonna have a few cocktails christmas coming yeah. new year's you gotta work the next day the boss isn't giving you the next day off you still want to turn up hey turn up get some thriving it's the perfect time i'm telling you you won't go back if you uh, look on the live stream and check my man out right now i'm telling you he, he looks sharp he's ready he comes in here he's he i didn't even know he went off like that he just popped that up on us and like i said he, it really, really works. It, it does, guys. And if you want to order, just go to DecideThrive.com. That's DecideThrive.com. They're even on Amazon, so you can get them that way. Look, guys, I don't drink without Thrive Plus, and neither should you. So check it out, guys. Thrive Plus. We'll be right back. Moneyline. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline97.5. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by Thrive Plus. Live from the RentersWarehouse.com studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, where we got to do what we got to do. 713-780-3776. Or get us on Twitter at Moneyline 97.5. Josh Jordan, Cam Smith, Jerry Bowe. About to get it popping. Let's get into some games. Let's do it. All right, so we already talked a little Colts. 
Jerry is very much on the Colts this week, guys. He'll get into that a little later when we get into his plays. Uh, here's the game I know everybody wants to talk about, Miami versus Minnesota. Nice. <laughs> Maybe not. All right, so uh, do you have a lean on this one at all, Jerry? Are you feeling anything in this game? The Miami Miracle, and I think that teams that coming off a, a, a big emotional high like that, I think they the next week is is bad for them. Truth is, underdogs, seven or more points that went out right. Miami did that last week. They come back the next week and get crushed. The curse of Bilicek comes into play. I've talked about it all week. Teams that win as underdogs against Bilicek next game, 1-18, straight up 4-15 against the spread. It's some kind of curse. Um, I just don't see how Miami gets up for this game after that. They've been partying all week. They could, yeah. they could get blown out the rest of the year, and no one's going to remember that. They'll remember <laughs> that one play. I think that this is where this is one of those ugly games. This is where Vegas punches you in the head because people remember, what have you done for me lately? Vikings, nothing. Miami, you saw what happened. They've been holding it down. Tannehill's been doing his thing since coming back. This is where Miami gets right. They've allowed eight passing touch. I mean, uh, uh, Vikings get right. Miami's allowed eight passing touchdowns in three weeks. Look for Kirk Cousins to come out. All right. So you're saying the Dolphins are been partying with Pitbull all week, and uh, yeah. it's probably not going to go very well this week. Pitbull and all that good stuff out there in Miami, and before you know it, yeah, before you know it, you're down, you're down about seventeen to three, and <laughs> and you don't have nothing to play for, and you just kind of pack it in. Miami's ninth versus the run, but they're, they're against the pass, they're twenty sixth, they're twenty ninth against the short passing game. Look for Kirk Cousins to exploit that in every way. All right. Well, the thing we like to talk about on this show is usually the pretty games, right, Jerry? Those aren't the ones that you usually make your money on. So this is definitely not a pretty game I'm about to bring up here. Oakland versus Cincinnati. Yeah, now that is – you can't be too excited. Licorice. Yeah, th- this is one of those games where if you bet on it, you're probably not watching, right? You're just kind of checking your phone, seeing how the score's going, because this is kind of a stinker. Do you see any way to make some money on this one? Oakland at Cincy. Not so much that I'm going to bet it, but from the theory of gambling and placing wagers, you look for motivations, up, uh, up spots, letdowns, things like that. And we just spoke about Miami maybe coming down on a letdown spot. What does Oakland do after coming off upsetting yeah. the Pittsburgh Steelers? What do they do? Um, I don't know if there's a letdown spot for a team that's that's out. <laughs> Can they get I mean? further down? Can they be let down? Yeah. They're the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, there's I don't know what motivation. From a motivational standpoint, i got to give it to, to the Bengals. I'm going to stay away, but uh, I could see Joe Mixon eating today. No, I, I agree, yeah. He's going to eat big today. This is the game he'll take. Take advantage on a team that doesn't really care on the sub ball. Just, just remember what I tell you out of nowhere. You're going to say, how, how do the how do the Bengals got 33 points or something? It's because Oakland quit. And I'm going to get to this a little later in my flexi plays, but I'm going to be doing the Dougie this week. Little, nice. little, little Dougie Martin. I, nice. I, I, I think he comes through this week. A, a little Dougie. I'm going to do some Dougie. And I I don't know. I mean, you're not excited about starting him, but he's got a great matchup. We Every week I pick somebody that's playing the Bengals to, say, start them, especially at the running back position. So I, I think he's somebody you consider this week. I think we can hit one more game before we get to break, so let's go ahead and do that. Tampa at Baltimore. And just if you guys were curious, that Cincinnati game, Cincinnati's favored by a field goal. Uh, but moving along to Tampa-Baltimore, Ravens looks like they're favored right now. It opened at 8.5, and, and it looks like it's still at 8.5. So Ravens, they're hosting. Austin Tampa, Lamar Jackson's the dude. Um, I don't know. You like the Ravens this week, Jerry? Spread's a little big. A little big? It's a little big, but I don't see how Baltimore is going to be stopped out of Tampa. Don't get me wrong. They're not that bad against the run. You can you can beat them against the pass. But a week after pass, week, I come in here saying, I don't know if, if Lamar Jackson can throw and bring him back. And last week we saw that whenever he went down late in that game to KC, he drove. He yeah. drove when he needed to. It's just they don't they don't ask him to. They don't need him to do that with such a good defense, with with uh, with the, the coaching staff just leaning on his running style. They don't ask him for that. But last week, 
it showed you. If you watched the end of that KC game, when they needed a score, he drove right down there using his arm. So uh, I'm, I'll quit using that lazy narrative. It, it became lazy now because if you're still saying, man, I don't think he – now can he throw consistently and, and just come out being a pocket passer? Of course not. But can he throw enough to keep you in and having the dual threat, which keeps you at bay? I think he can do that. I think he can win games, and the defense is going to – look for Jameis Winston to have a long day today. I think so too. So you're going to kind of stay away from this. This one, right? It's just a little too much points there. Uh, something to keep in mind, the Bucks were trash on defense for most of the year, but they've been playing better the last, I don't know, ever since they fired their defensive coordinator. They've they've been playing better, so that's something to keep an eye on there. 60% of the money is coming in on Baltimore. Let's talk about the teams to get in the top five teams, getting the most bets. Seattle minus three and a half. Now you've seen it move to four. Right now, as we talk at many places, 74% of the bets. Houston, last night, they were at 70. New England, minus two and a half. 68% of the bets. New Orleans, six and a half, minus six and a half, 61% of the bets. And then Baltimore, as we just talked about, they're getting 60% of the bets. The money is on the Tennessee Titans side, though, 76%. Buffalo's getting 70% of the money. New England's getting money and tickets. Baltimore pops up again. So this week could be bad for the, the books, as we saw Houston. They're on this list also. We saw Houston getting 70% of the tickets, 65% of the money and they cash three teams make the list of tickets and money this week new england baltimore houston could this be a week that the house get cleaned Ooh, i don't know i will ask you this though jerry if i'm gonna bet on these games where should i go do it there's no other place to than doing that my bookie of course it's, it's my bookie safe reliable i mean I can tell you right here from personal experiences about the safe and reliable part being pivotal. You can sit here and win bets and some places throw you these crazy, these crazy deposit bonuses that you, you don't, you never even see them. You have to roll them out 20 times before you can even uh, get your money out. When you go to get your money out, you can't even do that. Ugh. They put you on hold for three weeks before you know it. You just being the degenerate that we are, the degenerates in us come back and we're like, man, I'm not cashing out. I'm going to keep playing it. You end up playing it. You end up losing it. And that's what happens. Not. At my bookie. Again, safe, reliable. They're like my friends. They're like my family. They have in-game live betting. Whenever I get home, I've, I've, I'm driving home, listening to the games, and I'm thinking, man, I missed that bet. As soon as I get home, I open up my bookie. I go to live betting, and I start ragering because I yeah, catch better lines. Sometimes this seven and a half was too much. Now they got scored on. Now it's six and a half. By the time I got home, you hit it then. If you follow the bookie busters and you're looking where I, I do all my live betting, go ahead and Open up an account right now. Use promo code RADIO. They're going to match your deposit 50%. Deposit 200, they'll give you 100. Go ahead and get yourself ready for this day of football. One hour till kickoff, week 15. Jerry Bow, Bookie Busters. I'm about to load it up. You play, you win, you get paid at my bookie. This is Nolan Ryan. You're listening to Houston's best sports talk, ESPN 97.5.